It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Good evening, bonsoir, good evening in French. Uh, parce que je suis français. Je viens de France. I come from France. I'm French origin, but I'm an American citizen like you. With a thick French accent. Welcome to The Rendezvous. Before I start, and please stay with me and don't think I've lost my mind, I want to tell you about the, all the ducks on the lake that I go to in the afternoon. Because I notice that they have a whole way to socialize, very peaceful. And I realize more and more, as I've been alone for eight months and my teddy bear, Mr. Lewis, my only companion, that watching animals living, you know, socializing is very peaceful. So I just encourage you to do the same. Whatever animals you have, wherever you live, check them out and respect them because they show us peace so many times. Just a little nugget of joie de vivre to start the show. I just find great satisfaction to watch the ducks on the lake. I know, maybe I've lost my mind. Anyway, it's time to go back to you and you love questions. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Destiny. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, what's going on? How can I help you? Okay, so... I have been friends with a guy for a couple of years now, and we have a lot in common. We have a lot of the same interests and hobbies, and we've always gotten along, but it's always been super cordial. And uh, just the past couple of months, I've been thinking about him as more than just a friend, and I don't really know how to approach the situation and let him know or give him a hint that I'm into him and I like him, and I don't want to ruin um. the friendship at the same time. So I wanted to see if you had any good advice on how to go about that. I do, but I gotta gotta ask your intuition a question. Do you think, in your intuition, he likes you too? I don't know. I feel so stumped about it. I sometimes I definitely think he does, and then other times I'm questioning it. Give me an example when you feel he likes you, and when you feel he's not really into you. Well, when we're hitting it off and we're talking about a topic that we're both really into, I definitely feel like there's chemistry there, and it feels like he likes me. But then sometimes I just kind of get in my head and I'm like, well, if he liked me, he would have told me already. So I feel like guys are usually more direct about that kind of stuff. Usually, yes. Uh, has he ever just, I don't know, caressed your hands or, or you know, any physical gesture or put his hand on your shoulder or anything sweet? Does anything of that happen? Yeah, I mean, he's always very like, he always hugs me, hello and goodbye and he, and but that's like not that. romantic. I'm talking something where you would have perceived a romantic vibe. I, I don't know, actually. <laughs> well, no, you would know. Like, for instance, because you like him, if you would have you know, put his hand on your hand, you would have felt an energy. You would have, you would have felt it right away. And I give you an example. Think about a stranger putting his hand on your hand, how upset you would be. But if it's him, you would be all happy because you would feel immediately the chemistry, right? That's true, yeah. So he has not really touched you in any way that made you feel the chemistry physically? No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, listen, I don't think he's there yet. So my advice is not to engage in anything you know, romantic right now with him. But you can still be okay. friends and enjoy his friendship. And if things change, all you got to know is if you look at a guy straight in the eye, smiling too long, if he doesn't perceive you like him, then he's just not into you. A look and a, yeah. fl a slight touch on his hand could pass the message without telling him anything. So you can do that and see how he reacts. Okay. I, yes, I agree. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Disney. Good luck to you and thank you for calling. Have a good night. 
You too, Simon. Thank you. Coming up, I am going to go answer Lilian's Facebook message because she saw a text on her husband's phone and she doesn't know what to make of it. So I'm going to help her next. So Lilian sent me a Facebook message question at The Rendezvous Show saying this, Bonjour Simon, I saw text that my husband sent to his friend about how he's not attracted to me anymore. His friend told him that he should get someone on the side, so I'm just devastated by the whole thing. He doesn't know I saw the text, so what should I do? Please advise. Well Lilian, I'm sorry to hear this. Yeah, what should you do if you find out your husband through a text He's not attracted to you anymore, and his friend told him he should find somebody else on the side. I'll tell you what I think you should do next. What should you do if you were in Eliane's shoes, who basically saw texts that her husband sent to a friend of his, saying he's not attracted to her anymore, and his friend said, well, just get somebody on the side then. And now, you know, Lillian is devastated, doesn't know what to do, and her husband doesn't even know that she saw those texts. So what should you do if you were in Eliane's shoes? Break the unspoken. Um, no need to pretend you didn't see it. You saw it. It's time to talk about it. And by the way, there are moments we're not attracted to each other. It doesn't mean we don't love each other anymore. Um, so I don't want you to panic. I want you to be straightforward. I want you to have a conversation. And then let's see if something that can be fixed. Because I believe when you are married for a very long time, there's moments where you're not attracted at all to your partner. And there are moments you can't wait to be with your partner. So that's... Not the end of all, but I don't want him to go see somebody else, like his friend said, and I want him to know you know, and let's see if things can change, or not. So please speak to him tomorrow and tell him what happened. That's my advice. Honesty, transparency, works. Good luck to you, though. It's hard. You call the next. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Erika. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, bonjour. So what's going on with your husband? How can I help you? Well, we've been married for 10 years and we uh -huh. just, we do, we go to the same restaurants and we kind of do the same walks and it's just, I feel like we have no spark. I want to know how to get the spark back. Well, I'll take an example before I answer. You know, if you cook the same thing in the same way at the same time and you eat exactly the same thing every day, sadly, but surely you will lose the taste for uh, having the same, you know, meal every day. Now, if you do the same thing with your husband at the same time in the same way, you definitely will lose attraction for each other. It's a guaranteed thing. So the secret is to break the routine. It's something for men and women, for everybody. Too much routine breaks the romance. Romantic is to be spontaneous. It's to be full of joie de vivre. It's to do things like we did when we were in our 20s, spontaneous crazy things. Certainly not the predictable thing. So my advice is to think back like you did in your 20s. For instance, um, new restaurant new walk, new places, maybe, you know, you have ulala in other places. You, you just change things. So I want you to think everything we did, we're not going to do it again for a long time. And we both have to come up with plans. You tell your husband, listen, I've been thinking this routine kills our attraction. No unspoken between us. Let's both come with plans once a week to do something really fun. And dress up, don't wear the same thing. You know, get ready, and so it's an adventure every time, just like we do at the beginning, you know? Yeah. Break the routine. The routine are the handcuffs of love and romance, and ooh-la-la, really. And I don't mean that in a naughty way. I mean the handcuffs, like, it immobilizes you, and then you lose all romantic senses, okay? 
Yeah. That sounds about what's happening. We just have no, there's no romance. Of course. Of course, you have no appetite. Same thing for 10 years. I wouldn't want to eat that too. So I think it's time to unlock the handcuffs, to free the spirit, and to enjoy completely in a new way the marriage. Yeah, that's great advice. Thank you. You are welcome, Erika. Be wild and savage for a while. <laughs> okay, thank you. All right, Erika. Have a good night. Talking about losing the spark, you know what is the worst enemy of monogamy? I'll tell you that next. What is the biggest enemy of monogamy in a couple, in a relationship, in a partnership, in a marriage? Monotony. Monotony is the worst enemy of monogamy. Monotony kills romance. Monotony kills ooh-la-la. Monotony kills everything in your partnership. Because, again, doing the same thing over and over and over, and no matter how attracted you are, how much appetite you've had at the beginning, just think about eating the same meal every day. You will lose completely your appetite after so many years of eating the same thing. So it's not about the same person. It's about what we're doing together. Monotony, and I'm really serious, is the biggest red flag we sometimes ignore. I've ignored it too many times, so I failed at that. But is that we take each other for granted, and we like a place, a restaurant, we like to do something, and we do it too many times. So how do you break that? How do you break the monotony? I'll tell you that next. So if you find yourself facing the enemy of monogamy, which is monotony, monotony is the worst enemy of monogamy. Doing the same thing all the time will kill the romance. What can you do to break this monotony? Think wild and savage. Think fun. Think spontaneous. Refuse to go to the same restaurant because it's cozy and you have, you know, your traditions. Break traditions when it comes to, you know, the romance and the get-together. Really, please, um, don't do like me, do better than me. I took it for granted and, you know, went to the same place I was comfortable because I knew the waiter or, or the same music or the same meal at home because I know how to cook this. And the result, people are both stiff. And your partner and yourself will find yourself distancing physically, emotionally from, from each other. So please, break the monotony in your relationship before it breaks your relationship. Remember that. Monotony is the worst enemy of monogamy. Enough said about this. You know what to do. Think wild. Savage and joie de vivre. You call the next. If you have a question for me, a doubt about your relationship, call me. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Cassandra. Bonjour, Simon. How are you? How are you? Can you help me? Good, good, good. Welcome to the rendezvous, Cassandra. What's going on? Thank you. Um, so I was seeing someone... We were seeing and talking on the phone, doing a lot of FaceTime because of everything that's going on. And mm -hmm. I don't know. I thought everything was good. And then I went to call him, and I was blocked. <laughs> you were blocked? Oh, uh, yeah. So it says, like, the subscriber you are trying to reach is not accepting calls from this number or right. something like right. that. So I was just confused. And I had been over his house a couple times, and I was thinking maybe I should go over there. What? You, you, you thinking about going there? <laughs> yes. I'm embarrassed to say it, but yes. What for? Because I want to know what happened. We never argued. We got along, and we were talking about futuristic things, and... 
he said he liked me. I said I liked him. We kissed, and why would you block me? Like I just want to go over there and be like, what's going on? Yeah, so, I yeah. see. Um, but um, you guys have udala or not? No. Okay. So listen. Um, first of all, do not go to anybody's place unless you're invited. Rule number one. And two, remember that until you are exclusive, until you have a real relationship, nobody has to give you any answer in America. The rule is like we can date whoever we want, block or not block. It's a free-for-all market when it comes to relationships at the beginning. And yeah, so, but why did he say all that? Why did he lead me on? Why did he say, so, you know, tell you why. Um, yeah. like in a couple months we could take a trip? Why was he saying all Like, why? Why did he do that? Because... For five minutes, he thought about it like this, and then because you guys I have not, I'm not exclusive any of that, mm-hmm. online dating, he met somebody else he likes better, and he moves on. Oh. Simon, yeah. no! Yes, I'm sorry, but that because <laughs> that, that is the rule of the land in here in this country is that until we've had the talk to be exclusive, we don't have to answer to anybody. Oh, wow. So I want to protect your heart. It works That's like just- this. You got, but that's like a coward. Like, just tell me. I agree. You could have said, listen, I don't feel like it anymore. But right. really, I think for your dignity, the best thing you can do, Cassandra, is ignore him, move on, and never talk to him for the rest of your life. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's a lot. I wasn't expecting you to say that. Okay. Well, it's it's the truth. I know it's, you know, I don't like that role. But I, I, I no matter what, promise me you're not going to, to his place. And, mm. and, and put yourself in an embarrassing situation. Yeah, you're right. All right, have a good night. You too, Simon. Thanks, Cassandra. Coming up, I'm going to go to my voicemail and help Beatrice, who left me a voicemail about a guy she met. So that's next. So if you have a question for me, 24-7-365, leave me a voicemail at 855-905-8255, and we'll get to it, just like for Beatrice. Take a listen. Bonjour, Simon. Uh, This is Beatrice. And I just started dating someone new. And we were in the middle of some (laughs) ooh-la-la. And he basically started being a cheerleader. (laughs) You can do it. Come on, baby. You can do it. Saying things like that. And it just completely took me out of it. And so I don't know what to do about that. I don't know how to tell him, don't do that. I don't want that at all. It's horrible. <laughs> so I'm hoping that you'll have some sort of a delicate way that I would be able to maybe say something or do something or I don't know. I just, I like this guy. And um, anyway, thank you so much, Simon. I'm I'm such a fan. And I look forward to hearing what you have to say. Thank you, Beatrice. I'll tell you that next. What should you do if you met somebody you really like and then you have the ooh for the first time and then they start cheering on you, like cheering you on, like, you know, yes, you can do it, just like that, just like uh, Beatrice um, explained to me in her voicemail. And she's uncomfortable about it. And it's a trick, you know, turn down. I mean, who wants to be like feeling like a cheerleader while uh, you're having ooh so um, Beatrice, my advice is to ha- use your sense of humor and say, listen, I'm not really that kind of into the cheering part, so uh, that's just not me. And you laugh. Nothing more, nothing less. And then see how it goes the next time. And either the chemistry will you know, recalibrate itself and you'll be in good shape 
or maybe not, and I guess this man is not for you. We'll see how it goes, but you've got to tell him to forget the, the cheering. That has to stop, all right? That's my advice. No unspoken. That never helps the romance or the ooh-la-la. You call the next. If you want to share a personal romantic story with me, please call the rendezvous now. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Christina. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Christina. So, I understand you have a sweet romantic story to share with me tonight, and I can't wait to hear it. Yes, I, I put an article in my local library uh, for someone to help me work out and lose weight. And the guy who I met up with, he actually helped me lose weight and be, we became very good friends and we're in a relationship now. And it's one of the best relationships I've had. So wait, don't go too fast on how you became from friends to <laughs> partners. What was the transition? What was the romantic way he approached you to go from I'm helping you to lose weight, working out to we're going to go on a date? Tell me what happened. Well, just by, you know, having our sessions um, at the gym and working out, you know, different body parts and, you know, my, my weight and fitness goals, you know, you run up talking about life and different things. And we just realized we had a lot in common and our differences were appealing to both of us. So we became like kind of like good friends. And then from there, he just one day at the gym asked me if I wanted to go to dinner and it uh -huh. actually was the actual date. And how did that make you feel when you ask you that question? Do you want to go to dinner? How did you feel? Um, it made me feel surprised. And at the same time, I was honored because he's like a really um, nice guy and he's very you know, health conscious and he had a good personality and he was cute. <laughs> and he was cute, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I like that. All right, guess that. You know, it's funny because I hear a lot of stories or calls about, you know, should we or should we not get together with our gym instructor or should mm -hmm. we just go to the gym? And then I hear a story like yours where, you know, somebody gets, you know, the universe on their side. You go out with him, start working out with a guy, and then he ends up having a great relationship with him. So that's kind of wonderful. Yes. You would know everything. All right. All right, Christina, thank you so much for sharing, and, and I wish uh, you a good night. Thank you, someone. Now... Final but key question. Do you look up your date on social media before meeting in person? Let's talk about that next. Do you look up your date on social media before meeting in person? Let's be honest. Do you look up your date on social media before you meet in person? I posted that very question on my social media at Rendezvous Radio if you follow me at Rendezvous Radio, and if you don't, please follow me, at Rendezvous Radio. 93% of you voted yes. I look up my new date on social media before to meet in person. Only 7% said no, and I'm part of the 93%, even though I don't vote to my own poll, but I say yes, I like to Google and uh, check things on social media. I'll be honest. Nothing bad about it. Why not? The more we know, usually the safer we feel. And that's a good thing. Thank you so much for voting, by the way. Thank you for spending the evening with me. Thank you for the voicemail. Thank you for being part of this incredible journey called The Rendezvous. Bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.